Welcome to the Taking the Leaps podcast with me, your host, fellow leaper and coach, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast inspires you to take bold leaps of faith, but you won't be doing it alone. As we journey together through the fishermen, shepherds, builder, tent maker, and trailblazer leaps, my hope is that you will see how God is with you every step of the way and begin to confidently trust him as he leads you into your next leap. It's time to live a leaping lifestyle. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, family. Well, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Listen, today's conversation is about to be real. (laughs) And what I mean by that is I'm not sugarcoating. I am not going to hold back. I'm going to tell you a bit of my journey, and it's a recent journey. So this isn't something that happened years and years and years ago. No, this has happened while I am or have been in the process of having a ministry, writing a book, sharing with people. And I cannot wait to share this with you because I believe that it is going to bless so many of you that are listening. So let me dive right in. The first thing I want to say is that I am a Bible teacher. I know you're like, okay, why is she even saying that? Well, (laughs) because I ran from this calling up until last year, up until last year. So I never want you to listen to me and think, oh, she is so perfect. She's got it all together. You know, she's been doing this and doing that and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm in progress, but God continues to pursue me. And I love that so much about his nature. Now, here's the reality. I didn't fully realize that I was running per se from this calling. I kind of knew at the beginning, but I pushed it off and all the way to the back of my mind. It wasn't until God brought it up and he brought it back up to me last year through an opportunity that I realized I'd been running. Okay. So let me just tell you a little bit of the story. Around 2020, my husband and I, we transitioned from um, a church that we were at. But prior to that, I was on the preaching team at the church and I loved it. I loved sharing the word of God. I loved encouraging people. But I was always very careful to make sure people knew I'm a speaker. Okay. So I'm going and I'm speaking. And I could never quite figure out the wording to say what I was doing. So I would just say, you know, I'm sharing a message or I'm teaching um, something along those lines. So one day they asked me to start being one of the teachers for the Bible study. And I remember feeling like, what? No, that's not what I do. What I do is I go on the stage and I help with Sunday service. I do not teach the Bible studies. And there was such a hesitation in me. Like I was terrified. And so I went that day. And when I went, there were maybe about 10 people because unfortunately Bible study night is not the most popular day of the week. So there were about 10 people that were actually sitting there and, um, I had to stand on top and the the stage was at the main campus. So the stage was really big and I'm sitting there. I had the podium. I have a chair. I have my Bible out. And I don't know about y'all, but some of the words in the Bible are very hard to pronounce. Okay. So having to pronounce that in front of people at times, you got to feel kind of weird sometimes. Now I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna do the best that I can. Okay. (laughs) But at the time I was already feeling like I'm not supposed to be here. Why am I here? Right. So I'm sitting there and everyone is kind of in a circle and I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and teach what they have given me. So I start reading 
And I see this one person and she was sitting next to someone else. It looked like they were, quote unquote, talking about me. And so my mind gets to spinning. I knew I shouldn't have done this. Why am I doing this? Oh my goodness, they're sitting over there laughing. I didn't say that word right. So now I'm hot, I'm uncomfortable, I'm overwhelmed. I'm ready for this night to be over. Why did they ask me? I knew I didn't want to do it in the first place. I should have said no. So I left that night and I felt just horrible. I mean, I did. I just felt like that. I I felt like that was not where I was supposed to be. And so I made a decision in my mind that I was never doing that again. I'm going to do what I'm comfortable doing. And that's not it. Well, God has quite a sense of humor. Shortly after that, we ended up transitioning out of the church. And I had a list of reasons why it was time for us to go. But I never made that part of the reason. There were so many other. I never made that have anything to do with why I felt like I was telling us to leave. And it wasn't church hurt. It wasn't anything like that. It was other reasonable reasons. Fast forward to 2023. I've been working on this book. And I'm so excited to share more with you all about it called Taking the Five Leaps. And somewhere in between finishing the book and getting the back cover done, God begins to deal with me. And so the first nudging that I had was when someone, I was online and someone said that they were going to do a seminary school. And normally I would see people say that and I'm like, congratulations, awesome. And for the first time, it pricked me. And so I'm like, what is happening right now? Why is this pricking me a little bit? And y'all know what I mean by the prick. It's kind of that nudge. I'm like, I don't want to go to seminary. (laughs) I'm like, I don't feel that that's what I'm called to do right now. I have gone to school for a very long time. I have a bachelor's. I have a master's. I'm good. I don't want to. I'm not interested in that. But I couldn't shake it. So I just continue to lean in. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I'm just going to keep leaning in. I don't know what you're saying, God. Is that what you're saying? So let me keep looking. And then I had a call with a fellow author who is becoming a um, dear friend of mine. And I was telling her about this because I knew that she did Bible teaching. And I was telling her how all of a sudden I had this prick to do seminary, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have to build up the student loans all over again. I mean, I'm already trying to take care of the ones that I have. I didn't want the financial obligation of it, but if that's what God was calling me to do, okay, I'm willing to do it, but I don't know. And so she mentioned to me about an unaccredited seminary that she did. It no longer was something available, but now I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can look into that. Maybe that's a good option for me to look into an unaccredited seminary. So clearly God was not letting me go from this thing, right? But I had to keep on leaning in. And so I chose to continue leaning in. I did not remember what happened at the church quite yet. Okay. It didn't come back to my remembrance, but I was leaning into this. So then I spoke at an event and the person who was a fellow speaker at the event, it was a large event. They were actually over a seminary school in that state. So I took that as an opportunity to go ask questions. Because I'm still trying to figure out, why did I get this prick? Am I supposed to go to seminary right now? I don't see how I would be able to do that, but is that what you're calling me to do? So I had this conversation with him, and he tells me about this program that is not necessarily 
seminary, but it has a lot of its teachings. And I explained to him, you know, what my situation was as far as, hey, look, I don't want to have to go back to like full school, take on all that debt, take on X, Y, and Z. And so he tells me about a membership that teaches a lot of what seminary teaches for way less. And so I started to look into that. So all of these things I'm doing, I'm still leaning into what this prick was. And what I love about God so much is that he didn't say, Rachel, you're a Bible teacher at that moment. What he did was he started planting little seeds. And I learned over my time with God to pay attention to these little seeds and help water them a little bit. So each time I was responding and asking questions, I was watering that seed in my heart. But it didn't turn into a full-blown tree until November. And in November, God halted me. And I clearly heard him say, you're a Bible teacher. I want you to change speaker to Bible teacher on every platform you have. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) what? Okay, is this God? Is this really him talking to me? (laughs) And I heard it. I knew that he was telling me to change it to Bible teacher. He didn't care about all the other stuff. And I'm not saying he doesn't. But for me, he was like, look, you're trying to qualify yourself. So we're going to stop all of that right now. And you're going to go ahead and you're going to go into each of those platforms and you're going to click the edit button and you're going to change that word from speaker to Bible teacher. That's where we're going to start. Obey. That's when my mind went back to that moment where I stood in front of the people and I tried or sat and I tried to teach and I felt like I wasn't supposed to. But I love how God watered that seed again. He was like, no, we're going to come back to it. So what did I do next? I reached out to my publisher after changing everything else. And this was hard, y'all. And I asked him, can you change my bio on the book and everywhere else to Bible teacher? And it was about the week or a couple days before everything was locked in stone. So I knew I had a couple seconds. Either I was going to obey him or I wasn't. I didn't have forever. But this was a moment that was being marked. Are you going to change it? And there were some places they were able to change it. There were some places they weren't. None of that really matters. What really mattered was, was I being obedient? You know, what's so so interesting to me is that I wasn't afraid to start a business, right? <laughs> I could take the business title. But when God called me to start a ministry, I was super hesitant. I, I, I ran with the calling Um, to be a speaker. But when he said, you're a Bible teacher, I needed all of this confirmation. I, you know, I ran with the calling to be an encourager. But when I realized that he called me to be an intercessor, I'm like, oh, but can I pray? Why is that, y'all? Why is it that the thing that God calls us to do is what we question? Why is that? I know it's not just me. And that's why I'm saying y'all, because I know it's not just me. I even think about this podcast. And before I started this podcast, I really felt strongly that I was supposed to start a YouTube channel and teach the word of God. But what I did was I started a podcast because that's what I was comfortable with. I knew how to interview people. I was a skilled host, right? But I ran from the YouTubing, which y'all, there is a YouTube channel now, okay? As of, it's, there's there's been a YouTube channel, but there is a YouTube channel that I am starting to teach on. And I think you'll really enjoy it. I'll share all about that in the show notes. 
But all that to be said, I realize that the thing that God is calling me to do, there is this resistance to it and I need confirmation and I need to be qualified and I need X, Y, Z, A, B, C. I need to go through all of these steps. No, 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 no. We don't need that. We need to hear from God on the next step. We don't need to go through all the steps. We need to hear from God on the next step. So at the end of 2023, after I heard him say that, here are a couple other things that happened. (laughs) Okay. He told me to change everything was the first thing. But then I went to church and we were starting at a new church. And during the sermon, the pastor said something out of seemingly nowhere. And I felt like it was out of nowhere, but I knew it was for me. You know, he said, the days of motivational speaking with Christian themes are over. He said, it, he said it again. He said, the days of motivational speaking with Christian themes are over. We need to teach the word of God. And my heart sank. I'm like, did anybody else hear what I just heard? <laughs> Is that just me? Or did he just say, did he just call my card? And then one day I was listening to a sermon from Derek Prince because God really led me to start listening to his teaching style. Prior to that, I was scrolling on social media, seeing all of these Bible teachers. And I'm like, God, listen to all the big words they use and listen to how they say that. And I don't know this. I don't listen. And I knew he told me, stop looking at everyone else. Get off of social media because you cannot become the Bible teacher I'm calling you to be if you're looking at everyone else. So I shut it down and I asked God who. He told me Derek Prince. So I started watching his videos. Now I have known about him for a very long time. Never have I noticed how much he teaches the Bible. He teaches the word of God, not his opinion, not what other people are saying. He teaches the word of God. And I knew that if I was going to be a Bible teacher, I was not going to be fluff. Where we are at in the world right now, we don't need fluff. We need the word. And so I started to sit there and learn from him and learn from him and take notes and see. I mean, in one sermon, he's going through 60 to 70 different verses. Okay. So I knew it. I'm like, okay, Lord, you want me to take this in. But here's something that happened one day. I didn't feel qualified again, still after all of these things. So I sat down to do my Bible study. And at the time, God had me studying the fear of the Lord. So I'm studying the fear of the Lord and I go to his teaching and he shares Psalm 25, 12 and 14. And I want to read it to you. Verse 12 says, who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. He teaches them his covenant. And what he said after that, was that you can enroll in any Bible school or seminary, but there is no guarantee that the Lord will teach you because the Lord chooses his students by character. And the number one character requirement is fear of the Lord. And I was blown away. I'm like, Lord, this is why you led me to study fear of the Lord. And you want to teach me everything I need to know. You want to teach me. You don't want me to learn from this person and that person unless you send that person to me. You want to teach me everything that I need to know in this season. Now, I'm not saying there's not a time he's going to say go to seminary. But for right now, I have been reading and studying the word of God since I was a little girl. Honestly, 
There are people who know me and they would say, if you talk to them right now, Rachel at age nine and 10 will wake up early in the morning and read the word of God. It's in me. It is in me. And I always seek fresh revelation of the word. Always. And I knew that God was telling me, I'm going to teach you what you need to know. Stop looking to be qualified. So why am I sharing this with you? Because I know that I didn't feel qualified. And because I didn't feel qualified, I assumed that meant I wasn't called to that. I assumed when I was on that stage, I don't feel qualified. I can't even barely read these words. That meant I wasn't called to be a Bible teacher. And I assumed wrong. And I know that there are some of you that are listening right now that are assuming wrong based off an experience that you had what or what someone said or what you are thinking. And so I want to say neither of those things were true for me and they aren't true for you. They're just not. Just because you don't feel qualified doesn't mean that you're not called. And the other reason I'm sharing this is because we have to be very careful of bearing fruit that isn't what God created us to bear and then expecting his anointing to be on it. Okay. I was calling myself a speaker all this time, but the anointing was on me being a teacher. The grace of God was on me being a speaker. So the anointing is on the work he calls us to do. The grace of God is what we experience when we do what we want to do. When we do what we want to do, we get to experience his grace. And that's why we will sometimes see acceleration and growth because he's giving us grace. But that doesn't mean that just because we left that behind, he did. That doesn't mean that because we forgot about it, he did. He's just given us his grace. Well, one thing I've learned is that grace expires. And this is not a popular way of thinking because a lot of times we feel or we've been told that, oh, grace is forever. And I don't, I don't agree with that. First of all, let's think about Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's think about the Israelites. Let's think about Eli's children who were dishonoring the temple. And I know some of you are thinking, well, that's the Old Testament. Okay. Well, let me say this. God is having grace upon the world right now, but it's going to expire. And those who have chosen him have chosen to follow him. They will be the ones to experience heaven. But those who haven't, they won't. Grace expires. We don't know the day or the time it's going to expire. He has grace on people, which is why he's still giving so many people time to come to the knowledge of who he is and to dedicate their life to him. But it's going to expire. How does that relate? Because when we are operating in our giftings, we get to walk in the anointing and the favor that comes with that. But when we are not and we are doing something that is a counterfeit gift, And I'm not saying that everyone is operating a counterfeit gift, but hear what I'm saying. It's a counterfeit. It is what the enemy sometimes offers to us. The anointing isn't going to be on that. Oh, yeah, you can speak, but is the anointing on your speaking? You can do all these other things, but is the anointing on that or what God called you to be? You got to be careful, y'all. And it was almost like a warning for me when I heard God say, change it, change it. Now, I didn't have to listen, but I had the fear of the Lord. Right. So you may be wondering, okay, Rachel, you have pulled my car. You have called me, called me out. I have been where you're at. What do I do now? The first thing you need to do is say yes to the calling. Stop looking to be qualified. Stop looking for all the things and checking your box off in order for you to do it. Just say yes. Then the next thing, and this may be a little heavy for people, but I'm going to tell y'all, I can only tell you what I did. The next thing is to confess, repent 
and ask God to remove you from any curse that may be upon you and your family because of disobedience. There's always a consequence to disobedience. So we want to repent and confess and then ask God, remove us from that, please. And then the last thing is to pray and to ask him what the next step should be. And then wait. Don't jump right in. Don't say, okay, I'm gonna do this. this is. Wait until he tells you what it is. He will confirm it for you. He will confirm what he told you, just like he did with me. When I walked into the church and the pastor said, the days of motivational speaking with Christian themes are over. It's time to preach the word. I knew that was confirmation. He will confirm it. Like, just like when I listened to Derek Prince and he talked about the seminary right when I needed to hear it. He's going to confirm it. So I want to encourage you to continue to move forward, but to take some time after this podcast and to pray and ask God to reveal if there are any areas in your life, any areas in your life where you are not operating in the anointing or where you have exchanged something for what he wants you to do because of comfort. And then ask God exactly what he wants to call you. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for allowing me to share this with you. I knew that this was going to be a little bit heavier, but all week long, all week long, I have felt like I needed to share this. And I'm sitting down in the middle of me preparing something for the leapers that will be listening. I got a special surprise for y'all. I cannot wait. Um, but in the middle of me preparing it, and I was like, I need to record this. I need to get this done. This needs to be the next episode that goes out. And I just felt the anointing on this. Uh, and I can't wait. I can't wait for you all to get to um, hear more of what God shows me. I have been through the fast, beginning to teach and to step into the Bible teaching the way that he's called me to. And it's been so easy. You know, it's been the yoke has been easy and the burden has been light of it. I've enjoyed it. And I have gotten so much confirmation and encouragement along the way, which is always a good thing. But even if no one said a single word, I know that God told me to do it. And so I'm going to walk in. So thank you all so much for joining me for this episode. I pray that it blessed you and continue to seek God in everything. Ask him, what is it that he is calling you to do in this season? Thank you for joining today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you leave, take a moment and think of your community. Who do you know that could benefit from the wisdom shared in this podcast? Now take it one step further and encourage them through text, DM, or a simple conversation by sharing this episode. Let's make sure others know they're not alone as they obey God and choose to live a leaping lifestyle. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with your willingness than he could ever do with your worthiness.